0: Hi, this is Richie Dave Porter from the UK, British blues guitarist, and you are listening to the David Bowers Awards.
1: And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me. I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you very much, there, John Bon Jovial, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary one. Welcome aboard for another hour of music and all kinds of fun and games. We've got some great stuff for you today, beginning with our kickoff song. It's a return of a young lady who is with us. Oh, my gosh. In 2018, as she was kicking off her career, and she's back with a brand new hit just released a few weeks ago. We're going to play it for you right now. Here is Miranda Wright so and TF.
2: Run a town like me, they ain't built like me Say I'm a dream with a special change of ring Pop or to sting. If i am a to picture, I hate all the fantasies Then let the camera shake You know I'm a little crystalline Wash away around, just to do it all again Pop out with my friends, grab a boo and a Benz bust the cities, they brought with that I gotta hit it to my left Matt, red, lips, took my torches on the bed I'll be stressing less and less. I'll be, I'll be getting what, what I want, I want and, and want what I get. Still yeah, what I want, if I want wonder then yeah. I get it. They're a bad queen, independent good credit. Ain't no chick for the crown like me when the town like me, they ain't one like me. Still what I want, if I want wonder then I get it. They're a bad queen, independent good credit. Ain't no chick for the crown like me when the town like me, they ain't still like me. I like them late night rides, but ride I run yeah. top yeah. down yeah. outside. Ain't pretty girl fly Looser at night Open up wide C.O. drive Put it in four I'm so fine I got them on standby Pulling up in my bed, Leave them on the line They gon' do what I say so You know it's what I say girl I make them all go wild Pretty girl fly in real G style I what I want I want it then I get it Bad, bad, I Ain't no shit. Me, when it's time like me, they ain't still like me Didn't want did to want, when
1: I wanted, then I did Never yeah, like pointed, I knew yeah, your credit Ain't no joke, but it's time like me When it's yeah, time like me, me, they ain't still like me Fool like me Ooh, pop hip-hop star, Miranda Reitz She is also the MC for the world-famous Harlem Globe Trotters. Multi-talented female She has her latest single, which you just heard, T.S., which is a tribute to Taylor Swift, in case you didn't catch that, and it was crafted to celebrate women of similar stature. Miranda explains, I decided to name the song Taylor Swift because I feel she has set an example of how a young woman can navigate the business world and unapologetically take ownership of their brand and business. Interesting. Got to watch that and see where it goes. Miranda writes. what do you think, John Bon Jovial? Well, I think Miranda is right. Women have to take over and fend for themselves. They have to uh, take ownership of the product that they produce. It's not a man's world anymore, and it never really should have been. So I really applaud her for stepping forward and coming up with this. I think it's just great. I agree with you. I agree with you. There is so much going on in the world today, and so much of it is supposedly making up for the the errors of the past or the misconceptions or misdirections. And I think that sometimes when we do that, we tend to create a reverse problem, just the diametric opposite of the one we're trying to solve. And I think the, the key should be the focus on everyone the human society as a whole, not single elements of it. And I think that sooner or later, that's where it's going to have to go. Oh, I agree with you completely. Uh, You know, we have been living under this false assumption for so many years, decades, centuries, really, that this is a man's world. And it was, not necessarily correctly, but it was. And I think that regardless of uh, whether the person is black or white, Uh, gay or straight, male or female, can they stand up on their own merit? Can they stand up on their talent? And if they can do that, I don't care who you are, you got the job. I'll hire that person first. If it's a woman, I'll hire her first. Because in the end, we all have to stand our own merits. I think that that has been the problem. It's not so much that it was a man's world. It's just that A good segment of society did not realize that it was also a woman's world and so on down the line. It's a case of recognizing the whole rather than picking a particular slot and focusing on that. And uh, I hope that uh, we are able to do that in the future. Want to welcome everyone to the show. We've got another fun show. We want to salute our friends at Rochester Free Radio, including Steve Litback. Whose rock and roll rumble show with the Baron follows the David Bowers Awards Saturdays on Rochester Free Radio, and Armand Spins, who follows Steve Litvak on WRFZ, FM 106.3 in Rochester, Rochester Free Radio. Also, John Bon Jovial, tell us about our friends at Anchor FM. Well, Anchor FM is a pretty groovy concept because Anchor FM is where you will hear the David Bowers Awards, along with all the other podcast platforms. But we kind of like Anchor FM because of the concept of what they offer us. And essentially, we are here to support the indie artist, the indie musician, and their management. If you make a donation, and you can at the end of this uh, particular episode and each and every one of the David Bowers Awards episodes, uh, you, you will be donating to the cause of helping us help indie musicians. And we would really appreciate it. David? You got it. Thank you very much, John Bon Jovial. Also, of course, we want to salute our friends at a unique little group down there in the great state of Texas who call themselves Titty Bingo. It's a little bit of an inside joke, a parlor game they've played in Texas. And unfortunately, I've never been to Texas, so I can't tell you. Well, I've been through it, but I've never been there to play the game, so I can't tell you a thing about it. But I can tell you Titty Bingo plays some good old rock and roll and they backed up some of the biggest acts in the business to prove it, including non rockers, because they work very closely with a guy named Willie. So uh, you want to check them out. They've got some great music. You can find them online at tittybingo.com. They are the group that have provided our theme song for the David Bowers Awards since its inception, and we are so eternally grateful to them for that and so glad to have them being a partner of the show. John Bon Jovial, while we've got a minute or so here, how are things in Bon Jovial land this week? Well, you know, we're having summer in February, while the rest of the country up on the north side and the west are just saying, what is with this winter? Because, as you well know, the mountain west are getting socked with an unusual amount of snow right now. And, of course, there's ice storms up in Michigan and in New England. They've had terrible, terrible weather. But down here in Florida... We've been experiencing temperatures in the mid-80s, and it's been sunny, and the humidity has been low, and there's been this gorgeous breeze, and this is the time of year that life ain't too bad here in southwest Florida. I know the feeling from having spent some uh, springs and falls in Florida. It is a beautiful time of year down there, and uh, it's so good to hear you saying that you feel good in Florida. I mean, you know, it's... Yeah, it's, it's it's a cool thing. We, we, we it really want like it's to tell benefit. the truth. I mean, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got another great thing that we want to introduce you to. As a matter of fact, it is a good thing. It's called Good Love, and a young lady from New York City who moved to Switzerland, got herself a husband, and a whole new career and outlook on life will be joining us right after we listen to it. Here's Lily Martin and Good Love. love. What a good sound, too. We're going to be talking with the lady right now as we usher in and welcome Lily Martin. Hello, Lily.
3: Hi. I'm really happy to be here with you.
1: Oh, we're excited to have you here because I know how much John likes your style of music, and he never hears it before we get on the show. So I can't, I couldn't wait for him to hear it, and I know he's going to have comments on that. But first, before we bring John in, I did want to... Familiarize the audience with Lily Martin, because I'm sure there are people out there that aren't familiar with you, and just get a little background. I know that you're originally a New Yorker. I'm from upstate myself, not from the city. But uh,
3: oh, okay.
1: You you've spent most of your life, I guess, over in Switzerland.
3: I've I've been here longer than I've been in the states now. Um, so uh, I was born and raised in New York. I also lived in in Florida. And I've been in Switzerland many, many, many years, and this is where my music has been taking off. So this is also home. I have two children who were born here. They're dual citizens, too. Yeah, Zurich.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Now, before we get into your music, one more question about your, uh, your living arrangements there. What made you decide to make the move from the States to Switzerland?
3: Oh, it's the usual factor, love. Um, That's a big factor. So, yes. And I i did work for a Swiss company um, while I was in the United States, and I made a couple of trips over to Switzerland, and I stayed for love, and I'm still here for love.
1: Congratulations on that. Now, your music, how did you get into music and decide you were going to make a career of it?
3: Well, I got into music... That was the easy part. Um, when I was in New York too, I was at the performing arts school and I didn't do that much professionally while I was in the United States. Um, there was always um a little bit of like an academic push from my family, you gotta do this, music isn't so mm-hmm. serious and there's yeah. So, um but career wise I, I actually got into it quite late. Um, I was already 40 when I started pushing on my music my kids were a bit older and I was getting jobs doing studio backing vocals or commercials and one thing led to the other and I defined myself and I defined my style too Mm -hmm. I'd say growing up in New York I think you can relate I mean we're we're Immersed in so many different genres, right, on the oh, radio in the United it. States, it's so fast. Yes. And uh, I I loved everything, but I was influenced also a lot by soul music and blues music and rock music. My first concert, I, I went to see at Forest Hills Stadium. I had to sneak out of my house <laughs> at the age of 13, and I went to see Janis Joplin.
1: Oh, wow.
3: Yeah, so that was one thing, and yeah, growing up in Greenwich Village as well, um, uh, my mother was, um, she was a painter and artist, and so I had this cultural background that was very involved with entertainment and and the arts, and that's how it stayed, but it never really struck me to make a profession out of it until I was here, and I had many opportunities to do that, and... It's been going strong since. So the dream is never over. It's just when you get kicking, right? And
1: exactly. It took me a long
3: time, but I came full circle.
1: It's finding it, and it doesn't matter when. You could have found it when you were 20. You could have found it when you were 40. But the fact is, you found it and you ran with it. And that's, that's exactly right. That's the big part. John Bon Jovi, you'll jump in here. I know you're just waiting to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, jonesing for a conversation. Uh <laughs> First of all welcome and uh, we are so glad you know that you're here with us today and uh, and listening to the music uh, you know obviously there's a, a heavy-duty blues influence there and I want to know what led you in that direction I know that you saw Janis Joplin and by the way she's one of my musical heroes and I'm so envious that you got to see her I never did um yeah. but i would imagine that something like what she did could have possibly been an influence on your life and uh if so that's wonderful but who who else uh who else led you down this path
3: oh well i think i think i went down the rabbit hole backwards in other words like at that time i was really into also um all the the british rock bands who were doing blues songs so Led Zeppelin or um, other bands, and and so I went backwards looking for the blues, and found my source in of course more uh, a lot of the older artists. But it I I think most of all I have to say it took me a point in my life being older and actually being able to relate more to blues and soul music in my performance because it's where I felt more at home, whereas, as I said before, I listened to everything before. But I think blues struck me the most. It was like the the loudest chord that hit my heart. <laughs> I, can, I, can,
1: I can relate to that because I, I know that, you know, since I was a kid, I've had a real affinity for that style of music, um, and I know I'm going to date myself here. But in 1965, I was 14 years old, and I went to my first concert at Harvard Stadium in Cambridge, Mass, yes. and I got to see the Paul Butterfield Blues Band, and that was like a religious yes. experience. It was. Well, just, they're
3: the, they're, they were the band with Janis Joplin when I went to the 40s.
1: Oh my gosh! Really?
3: Yeah. Yes. Oh. yes.
1: Yeah. that's amazing, I bet, oh, I can't even okay, now now I'm double envious, that's so cool that, no, I think <laughs> i was really
3: drawn is. to that music already at a young age but I was influenced by many things, and I love country music I mean, I can listen to, because I just think their their songwriting lyrics are just always so pleasantly surprising and in New York, I think, oh, I must have been 11 and I used to call into the radio station you know they'd have those like competitions or whatever mm. and so one of my first albums was Tammy Wynette because I won an album calling in <laughs> so I've always appreciated that and gospel I was fortunate enough to sing with another American um, who from Arkansas who lived here in Zurich and had a he's a gospel singer and um, I had many years with him also performing gospel music which I absolutely loved so, I don't know. it's hard. you know, there's jazz, there's so many wonderful genres of music. and I think that what happened was that the defining age really drew me more just to the blues and soul interpretations well i, I can
1: yeah. I think I can speak safely for John that uh, you have two new fans here. And, oh, yeah. uh, John and i John and I both in our radio careers uh, worked in uh, rock as well as country. So you're not uh, you're not surprising us with the country. There is uh, a lot to be said for country music, and uh, oh, <laughs> we've been saying it for for decades. So and, uh, and Tammy Wynette could do no wrong. That woman had an was unreal. amazing <laughs> voice. I got to see her. Uh, and her at the time husband george jones uh in tampa oh, back wow. in back in the early seventies and if you uh, remember, we were there with you, yes, I do remember remember quite well <laughs> and uh <laughs> it was just a mesmerizing concert, of course George jones i mean he was as far as i 'm concerned he was the the king of syrup i mean he it was so thick you could cut the syrup with a knife and that 's what I Nobody love about country. real country music. But then Nobody Tammy Wynette country. would just would, would would sing and it was just the voice of a thousand angels. I mean, she was so good. Yeah. She was she was country soul. Oh yeah. Well
3: wasn't George Jones actually the original um singer of Tennessee whiskey that Chris Stapleton did later? Yep. I mean, they're so unrecognizable yep. one song, one interpretation to the other. But I think that's what it is. A good song and a good artist performance will just live on, right? And when it's reinterpreted, it's a different story. That was, uh, wasn't it? George Jones.
1: Yeah, 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 you're right. Yep, yep, it certainly was. What is that noise? Uh, We don't hear a noise. I don't. That's Only very, when you talk, I mean.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty miraculous that we're I'm talking to you from Switzerland, and one it? is in Arizona and the other one's in Florida. This is amazing. And we Thank all you.
1: sound like we're in the same room. Modern technology is wonderful when it works. Uh, yeah. It can yes. be a pain otherwise, but talking about you and your music, your most recent album, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Good Love was on. Yeah. Okay, that was released last year, and the title of that album is Lookout. Lookout. Now, are you I'm have have you been releasing singles off of that album, or have you just been pushing the album as an entirety?
3: No, we we did release singles from the album earlier on. Okay. I think we I think it, I think we released three singles. One was. Uh, um a cover of a song from Shelby Lynn called Leave In. Okay. I think that was the first single we released for this album and then Good Love as well. And then the full album was May. Okay. Of 2022, right?
1: And this was your your fifth solo album, right?
3: That's correct. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm on a roll here. I haven't made a mistake yet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and um I'm proud to say that uh you know, sometimes you do your music and of course being all the way out here in Europe, it's it's remarkable to get the feedback from all over the world, of course, because we have the internet. Absolutely. Um, but I was really honored in 2020 I was awarded the Swiss Blues Award. And that also is the first female that took them long enough. But, oh, um, no. <laughs> not, there were amazing artists here, actually. But um, it was also just, you know, before lockdown, and so no, yes. oh, it was a little rough. But it was a great acknowledgement that kept me going because without acknowledgement, and especially at my age now, you 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 just kind of feel like I don't know, a little rowboat out on a big ocean. <laughs> I know so, that feeling. Yes, and I'm very honored that it grabbed your attention as well.
1: Oh, two more questions that we have to ask you before we run out of time here. One, we've covered a lot of what's going on to get you to where you are today. And then that follow-up question is obviously, where do you go from here? What do you got planned? What's coming up in the immediate future?
3: Well, um, I, we have plenty of concerts, but they're all here locally. We would like to cross the great big pond and, and come to the States. But it's hard to line up gigs like that because yeah. we're independent, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have management. We don't have a label. But we do play Switzerland, Italy, Germany sometimes. And um, we get to do international festivals. Had a great time this summer at one of my favorite festivals called Blues to Bop, which is in Lugano and um that has quite a few um people from stateside coming over to play some remarkable uh maybe, musicians and bands. Maybe one maybe
1: <laughs> one of them will get you to tag along and come back over here.
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, everybody's struggling for their gigs too, so sure. I don't know. We'll see. I'm happy doing what I do here and I'm and I'm actually quite satisfied that I get to do it on this side and if we could line up uh, shows for for the states that would just be the ultimate,
1: right? The, the, well, we would definitely come out to see that one. Believe me, we would love to meet you in person and and hear you in person. I've caught some of your live uh, live tracks on YouTube. I lost a word out of my vocabulary there. But uh, before we let you go, the last thing we got, we always ask guests on the show to tell the folks how they can find them how they can get in touch with them, and, of course, how they can get your music, which is the most important thing.
3: Well, then let's start with the most important thing. So our music is available on almost every platform that you can imagine, whether it's Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, um, Bandcamp, which is a little bit more profitable for musicians. Well, that's important. It's basically everywhere. Uh, And also physical CDs. I think it's called CD Baby, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I have uh, a website with a lot of information. It's www.lilymartin, all together, lilymartin.com. Okay. On we're on Instagram under Lily Martin Band, and also on Facebook, uh, Facebook Lily Martin Music.
1: Great, and we have pages all over the place as well, including one on Facebook that is the David Bowers Awards Groups page. And yeah. that page is there for you all to use because we use that kind of as our uh, as our collection point. It's been uh, our host site for our guests and, for that matter, anybody, any independent artist to use. You post your shows, your play dates, new music, anything you want to share with the fans and hopefully get you some new fans because we'll take it from there and repost it around to the other sites where we post independent music news.
3: That is so cool and and very generous of you. I'll be sure to do that.
1: Do it. That's what it's there for. You're now part of our family. The last thing we want to say is you're part of our family. We expect to hear from you now. Don't make us come and chase you down. Keep in touch. (laughs) Let us know what's going on, and we'll look forward to maybe having you back again.
3: Good. The feeling's mutual, so don't lose touch.
1: Fantastic. I promise if you promise. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Lily Martin. And here she is with Waiting for the Fog.
4: My eyes never lie See when those blues hunt me down It's impossible to hide I can't dream of better
1: For the thought do list, that's Lily Martin right here on the David Bowers Awards. John Bon Jovi, did I tell you we got a winner there? Hey, yeah, you were absolutely right. Of course, I never doubted you for a moment. How would I ever do that? Uh, she's great. <laughs> she's great. I love her music. You're right. I mean, this is the stuff that I grew up with, cut my teeth on, and have loved all my life. And I could listen to that 24-7. Really, really nice stuff. I knew you wouldn't be disappointed there And I know you're not going to be disappointed with our next guest Because he's been with us before, about a year ago And uh, had some great music He's back again for a second go-round And we're going to welcome him right now, ladies and gentlemen If you would, please, Mr. Jordan Spear With the group Burn the Louvre And here he is with Nice Guy
5: In the house, like a wolf with me. Wanna kiss you?
1: Jordan Spear, let's bring that nice guy in here and say hello. Hello, Jordan. David, how's it going? Going great. How about with you, my friend?
0: Not too bad. Not too bad, man. You know, we're we're surviving like everybody else, I suppose, you know?
1: I hear you. You gotta do it. You just gotta keep, keep pushing forward and trying to survive. Now, we welcome you back here. I know it was almost a year ago you were on before. This album has now been out for about a year. What's the reaction you're getting from it?
0: it's been nice you know it's been it's been positive uh for the most part (laughs) right like i've been getting lots of lots of nice reviews in like uh i i feel uh although it was it was a lot more work to release the album as 11 individual singles over the course of 11 months i feel like it was it was better it was almost better doing it that way where it kind of you know got a little bit more attention some hopefully some more people heard it uh so uh yeah, it was it was good. I'm feeling good about it. Still have a a little bit left to do, but um, I'm glad that uh, glad that it's out now and that people can finally listen to it in the proper order that uh, that and I intended you, it because I, I kind of released it all out of order, you know.
1: Right, I was going to say you released all eleven tracks kind of shotgun. You didn't release them in order, uh, but they had really the reviews I'm reading are saying that the opening and closing tracks were perfect, especially for someone that wasn't familiar with your group to get familiar with it, because you you opened with the title track Silhouette, you closed with a a, a more mellow sound Honolulu, even with a ukulele in it, great, great tracking, and John Bon is just dying to get in here, what you got, John? (laughs) Well, first and foremost, uh, Jordan, welcome back to the show, it is just terrific to have you back again. And uh, I love this piece that we just played. It's just good, happy rock and roll, and uh, it's got a great beat. I found myself uh, unconsciously tapping my toes to it, and that's always a good sign. Uh,
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Well, thank you.
1: <laughs> what uh, What What brought you to to Put this music together. Uh, I, I'm not asking that in a, you know, what the hell were you thinking kind of a <laughs> thing. Yeah. I asked
4: myself, <laughs> not uh, what, 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 <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> it, it, it,
1: it, it's a great conglomeration of, of production techniques and, uh, you know, musical choreography. You know, how, how did you come to this?
0: Thank you. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, so N- Nice Guy, uh, it, it's kind of interesting. Nice Guy was actually the only song on that album that my brother had something to do with sort of, because uh, he, he, was, he was in the band with me prior and um, uh, decided he didn't want to do it anymore before I started recording this record. Uh, so that was kind of a leftover song we had, um, and I was just kind of trying to figure out what to do with it. And recording it by myself, um, I didn't really have a band, right? I kind of enlisted the help from some friends. So uh, I, I decided because of that, I didn't, even though I know how to play the drums, but I'm, not, I'm a little out of practice, so I didn't want to have like a, and as, as a traditional band sound, I wanted to kind of you know make it a little different. So uh, as a result, I kind of decided, well, what if we uh, what if we had the drums come in for the chorus and kind of in the uh, in the bridge where it's kind of you know the song's most prominent, and then just kind of have it uh, have it you know like kind of drop out for the verses, uh, just to kind of give the chorus a little more oomph. Uh, that was a great call um, on my uh, producer's part, Mr. Mickey Ellsworth, who is the absolute man, by the way. <laughs> and, He's a good um, one. He's 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 great. He did a great job on this whole album. But uh, so, so that was kind of um where the idea came from of dropping the drums out for the verses and just having them come in, in the choruses to kind of give it just a little extra oomph. And then uh the, the song itself, I actually uh the, the story behind that one, I wrote it after a really really bad first date I had years and years and years ago. And I, <laughs> I can't even remember the girl's name now, but it did not go well. Uh and, and nothing that I did, I tr- I tried my best and just whatever I could I just couldn't, you know, couldn't, couldn't get her to smile. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, it was just, it was doomed working. from the start <laughs> kind of thing. So I I wrote nice guy basically as soon as I, on the way home, <laughs> on, the, on the drive home, I <laughs> got, it kind of came to me and I went home and jotted it down and, you know, kind of messed around with some chords and, uh, finished it shortly after. And, uh, there, uh, there was no second date for uh, for anyone who was uh, who was wondering.
1: But <laughs> Isn't that kind of the, uh, the the same thing as taking your car to the garage because it's making a noise and you get there and it won't make the noise, but then half mile down the street the car starts making the noise again? Is that basically what you're saying about this woman?
0: <laughs> that sounds <laughs> quite accurate, there, John. <laughs> And but you know what? I, I, I got to you know? thank her. I got to thank her for that song. If anything, Should she helped to inspire that. It was just, it's meant to be very tongue-in-cheek, right? How the kind of like, uh, you know, just sick of being the nice guy, and then the end of the song, this guy's idea of not being the nice guy is just asking for his coat back. <laughs> so it's like that's how much of a that's how much of a bad boy I am, I guess. You know, well, hopefully,
1: she's, <laughs> hopefully she's out there listening, and if you were Jordan's date back all oh, those many years ago know that you're not forgotten okay he remembers <laughs> you, even if he doesn't remember your name <laughs> and that, that that might account for that kind of punk rock feel that you've got in nice guy there i do like it it's a it's a happy fun song and you do sort of tap your toe whether you're thinking about it or not now this album, that. this album does run the gamut of sounds I mean, you, you've got this—you've got this punk rock sound. You've got this mellow Hawaiian influence sound at the end, and, mm-hmm. you, and by your own admission, you have written these songs over a course of a fairly long period of time. How did you, yep. How did you tie them all together?
0: Yeah, so that was uh, uh, like like I said, after my brother had left the band, after we recorded our second EP, I was kind of I had all these songs uh, left over that were mostly mostly finished and ready to go. And that was kind of going to be the next EP or LP. And I'm thinking, okay, well, what am I going to do with all of these? And um, then, uh, you know, a, a couple more came to the point where I had 11 of these that I really liked. And they all kind of told a story the way that they were. So I just kind of felt that they belonged together uh, on an album. I knew that as an independent artist, it kind of – you're kind of at a disadvantage releasing an entire album nowadays, just because of the way that the Spotify algorithm right. dots yeah. operate, you know, so, as sad as it is. So I thought, okay, well, how, how can I release this as an album? And, you know, still, how can I release these individually so each song can kind of get a fair shot at, you know, like uh, some, some success, I guess, or, you know, having people hear it and, uh, w- while still maintaining the whole album thing. So that, that's what came, the, the one-per-month uh, release strategy. And then what inspired me to, to release them out of order was uh, this uh, really cool uh, little indie rom-com called 500 Days of Summer, with mm-hmm. uh, Joseph gordon levitz and uh, Zooey Deschanel? And it was uh, th- the way that that movie was—you was, know, it was this rom-com. But the way they told it was, they kept flipping back and forth through, you know, like uh, day number 362, or they go come back to day number 50, 55 or whatever. And you kind of saw the the 500 days of this couple's relationship, and you know, like they described it kind of like as like a deck of cards, just kind of. Uh, Thrown out in the floor, right. and I kind of like that uh, idea for the album. And I'm like, okay, if I could release these out of order and then release the whole thing together, that'll be, um, you know, people can actually hear the story afterwards. Sure, right. um, And then all the different sounds—it uh, it, 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 it kind of happened accidentally, you know. Like uh, some of the songs had more of a punk vibe, uh, which right. I thought was uh, was really uh, I, I love I love punk music, so that was uh, I'm glad I was able to sneak that in there a little bit. Um,
1: it was bit refreshing
0: right like like some of it's what I was listening to at the time, i suppose um and then uh, for a song like honolulu, for example, um I wrote that for um my my first ex- my first girlfriend uh we had a um we always used to joke about running away to Honolulu or something like that, you know we were twenty four we were stupid <laughs> and um and so i <laughs> i just i wrote 24. that <laughs> right. So so I wrote, I wrote like th- that cute little song for a birthday, just thinking, you know, it's a cute little song for a birthday, mm-hmm. uh, but I ended up really liking it. And I thought, I'm like, man, like this is really, I, you know, to my own horn, but I thought it was really well written, really well put together. And I just, I thought, you know what? I said, I got to actually record this. We'll include this with the rest. And then, um, you know, I, uh, I figured, well, the song is called Honolulu. I I kind of have to play it on the ukulele. Like that it would just make a lot of sense. And I thought it'd be a nice way sure. to kind of lull the album to a close. So, uh, so that kind of, uh. Uh, forced me to learn how to play the ukulele. <laughs> and, uh, well, it worked. It, yeah. No, no, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm qu- quite proud of uh, quite proud of the way everything turned out for sure. Yeah. I mean, As Mickey, well Mickey Ellsworth be. did a great job.
1: Mm. As well, you should be. Everybody who worked on this album, I know. I'm going to steal a quote from uh, Jenna Melanson, the uh, founder and editor of Canadian Beats. She said that best. I would highly recommend you check out the whole album. As I can't say enough good things about this up and coming Canadian duo, you just need to hear it for yourself. And I heartily concur with that. I haven't heard all the tracks. I'm going to have to get them and listen to them, hopefully, even in order. But uh, the stuff you've done, the stuff I have heard, and knowing the time that you put this together, I mean, you started this when you were with your own group, and then you went solo for a while. And then Sean, uh, Sean Cooper came along and joined you, mm-hmm. and you have the group you have now. So it's, I mean, this is kind of a uh, a life story over a period of a few years.
0: That's, that's, that's a beautiful way to put it, and thank you for saying all that. <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, though, that's, that's, that's very accurate, because a lot of the songs, um, yeah, it was kind of, I, I wrote them between the ages of, I'd, I'd probably say 24 to 27, and then by mm-hmm. 28, uh, we, we started recording everything. And then, you know, but but because of the way everything works, you know, everything takes time, and um, and then when we were finishing everything up, uh, when, when we finally had everything finished up, um, this is 11-song record, so it's going to take some time, but <laughs> when we finally had it all finished up, you know, um, that's when COVID kind of hit. I, I met Sean shortly before that, so we just kind of spent the whole year, obviously, you know, there's some periods of time we weren't allowed to, but... When we were, right. um, we we would just get we were just getting together and practicing and just kind of working at what we had and figured okay then once we're ready to, we'll, we'll delay the, the release until we're ready to do it and we know that we've got more than enough time to prepare for it and uh, it kind of worked it kind of worked out in the, the best way possible.
1: COVID kind of screwed up the best intentions of plans and uh, of oh, so COVID many people and organizations. I mean, mm. it, it it really did and to a degree you know it still it still is. This is a a question that either David or I you know will ask uh, a guest on uh, just about every show that we do, but uh, what are your plans on the future? Are you going to be touring? Are you going to be down in the southeast or the southwest or you know up in chicago what what are you going to be uh, doing over the next twelve months or so?
0: Oh, That'd be cool. I I I wish that were the case. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you know, uh, right now just um, finishing up uh, with the the album promo stuff, trying to get it get it out to as many people possible, and you know, hopefully uh, some more radio play. Like, thanks again for <laughs> for you guys having uh, having me on today and playing our stuff. I really really appreciate that. It makes makes a massive difference for uh, for independent artists. So right now I'm just trying to uh, get the album out there so that I can kind of uh, focus on some other things after that you know kind of like uh we, we've got a whole bunch of new songs uh that are more or less ready to go we just kind of need to put them together like the songs themselves are finished and i, I think they're fantastic
1: yeah, do you do any kind of virtual touring
0: you know it, it, it's, it's funny it's funny to ask that because i was actually sean and i tried out twitch uh, a little while ago and man i i, I took uh tutorials i've I read things on it i watched videos and for, for whatever reason, I could not get my settings to work properly. So whenever we, whenever we tried to stream in the past, everything just either lagged to the point where it was just unwatchable, or um, it looked fine, but the audio was way behind the video or vice mm. versa. And I was sitting there fiddling around with it, trying to fix it. I mean, I'm 32, and I'm not tech inclined at all. <laughs> so I, was just, I, I can relate. <laughs> You know, so like I was just, um, yeah, I couldn't get it figured out. But I, I actually did make that a goal of mine this year. To, uh, after I'm done, finished pushing the album out, to try that again, uh, even if it's just on my own, just to, to kind of get like, um, like you said, like some kind of semblance of a live show, um, again, even right. if it is just online, so people could see you see you playing live because uh, we, we are, we are planning on getting back out there again, but uh, r- right now we've just been kind of uh, took a, take a bit of took a, sorry, have have taken if I could speak properly uh, a bit of a break <laughs> from, uh, from, from the live gig. So we, we, we did a lot sure. last year, like around Hamilton, around our hometown. We did a, did a couple of small festivals, which were nice. It's the first time we've done that. Um, so we're hoping, uh, hoping things kind of, kind of grow from there, but uh, yeah, definitely going to be uh, demoing a whole bunch of the new stuff uh, later this year. And, uh, getting some some loose ends tied up for for the record,
1: and I'm making a note of that because uh, since you've got new music coming, uh, we've got to keep in touch and make sure we get you come back here and debut the new stuff when it's ready. So you can keep that in mind. And if you if you make it down across the border down into the lower 48, give us a holler.
0: Absolutely, that that, that sounds fantastic. I, I would I would love to do something like that one day. I I, I work uh, I work shifts. At my, uh, my full time job. So the good thing about shifts is that if you use your vacation time wisely with your, your stat holidays and whatnot, you can take big mm-hmm. chunks of time off at once. So yeah. um, I've been kind of thinking about that uh, for you know, over the next couple of years. If I can kind of use that as an excuse to tour slash travel, I think sure. that would be a lot of fun
1: might make it profitable for yourself at the same time. So it's a, it's a good way to look at it and a good way to plan. And uh, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. We'd love to have you come down here. We always give our guests a chance to tell the listeners how they can find you. Here's your platform. Go for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So we we're, we're, we've got uh, the album, the new albums up everywhere on, you know, Spotify and Apple music and all the, all the streaming services and whatnot, whatever, uh, whatever you may use. Um, also available on bandcamp, which of course as uh, Lily mentioned earlier, that is it is the most profitable for artists so if if you if you have the heart to buy it off bandcamp i I appreciate that and I'll buy you a beer one day. <laughs> um, I'll but, uh, to that one. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. And then, uh, and if you can find us on uh, uh, www.burntheloves.com, is our website. And we got all the the links to everything on there.
1: Alrighty. Fantastic. We thank you so much for coming and sharing with us again. Don't you don't have to stay away a year. You know, if your uh, new music comes out in the summer or something, give us a shout. Your door is always open for you. You're always welcome here. And, the David Bowers Awards Groups page is always available for you to promote your music, uh, play dates, whatever you got going that you want to share. Feel free, jump on there, post your stuff, and we'll spread it around to the other sites that we post to.
0: Absolutely. I, I appreciate that so much, David. And th- thanks again to, to both you and John for all, all that you guys do for independent musicians. It really, really makes a, makes a huge difference. Absolutely.
1: Thank you so much for being here with us. Ladies and gentlemen, they call themselves Burn the Louvre. And here they are with Wish We Were.
5: Open up my eyes. I'm awake before the prototype starts singing. to mother Only And I'll apologize For the stupid shit I say When I've been drinking For the stupid lies That I tell myself When I shouldn't think it. In the early summer Trying to kill time Yeah, sometimes I'm so glad that we're not younger you turn 19 about the end of the summer Good luck and goodbye
1: Don Bon have you ever wished you were younger? Only every day as I get into (laughs) these advanced years. If I could be 20 years old again, knowing what I know now, I would be considered probably to be extremely dangerous. You know, I was sitting there listening to uh, Jordan talk about the uh, progress over the years from the time they were 24 and then 29. And I was waiting for him to drop the bomb at the end and say... Now we've released the album and I'm 64, but <laughs> it didn't happen. Will, will yeah, you, you still will... need me? Will you still feed me? When I'm 64. Gonna, 64, you got it. <laughs> hey, friends, that's it. That's all the time we've got today. We had a ball, hope you did too, loving the music of Lily Martin and Burn the Louvre. We'll be back again next week, and we hope you will too. John Bon Joviro, time to take us home. Yes, sir. Well, thanks, folks. You did it again. You spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, and we seriously are very grateful for your presence each and every week. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from our studios in beautiful Naples, Florida, right on the Gulf of Mexico, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And we are available for free on most of the major streaming services. You can help us out here at the David Bowers Awards by making a donation that will help us promote indie artists all over the world. That's on Anchor FM. Just click on the link at the end of the broadcast. Be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday on WRFZFM FM 106.3 on your FM radio dial in Rochester, New York, otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio. And that's going to be noon Eastern. And the next day on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 a.m. Pacific, and 7 p.m. UTC. So until next week for the David Bowers and these other people that run around here acting important, but they really don't do a darn thing except just laugh at us. I am yours truly, the legendary John Bon Jovial saying be good to each other, love each other, and we will see you. I hope we will see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.